What did we just watch, Amy? Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. What's that spell? Zombies. <laughs> and not what you're thinking, probably, when it comes to zombies. I... This is the 2018 musical Disney comedy. Disney Channel original film. Disney Channel following their success with things such as High School Musical and The Descendants. Yeah. And then they made this. And boy, do we watch some silly movies sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we watch like really serious, criterion-esque yeah. movies. Yeah. We were talking about Kurosawa was one of the choices today. Yeah. Uh, And I chose... And in that vein, we watched this movie. (laughs) High art. Kevin's choices to me this week were based on spooky. Yeah. Don't tell them. It's a Patreon exclusive what the list is. I wasn't going to tell them the whole list. I was going to tell them the theme. The the month's theme is spooky movies. So we do play readings every Friday night. And and this month we've themed the plays all as spooky. Yes. And so I think the movies that we watch this month will also be spooky. spooky. It's spooky month. Spooky themed. Uh, Because we got to celebrate something. Um, so we're just starting <laughs> yeah, we Halloween early. We should celebrate uh, the one year anniversary of this podcast. Oh, do we start in October? We started September 1st. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the 13 month yeah. anniversary. 13, the spookiest of all numbers, so. Right, right. Um, anyway, we watched the Disney Channel original movie, which is either called Zombies or Z O M B I E S. I think is the the title. It was. It's unclear. It's, it's it, the the dashes between the letters is because it's cheerleading. Yes, zombies and cheerleaders. Yes, which is it was based on an un or a pilot that was filmed called Zombies and Cheerleaders yeah. for the Disney Channel, and they turned it into this a instead. Movie instead. And it's got a second movie, so yeah, it's into Zombies the, too. In going into the little the little franchise franchise Space. land, and yeah, uh, yeah. So this is the kind of movie that um, a lot of people would list. Probably not people in our circle mm-hmm. of friends. Uh, our family is kind of used to it by now. That would say. Oh my gosh, guys, just stop analyzing. It's just a silly movie for children. Like, you are putting way too much thought into this. And my response is yes, we're putting way too much thought into it, but that doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. All art is worth exploring in depth and discovering its complexities. Well, especially for kids. Because yeah. kids see this and they it's the first kind of representations they get. They normalize mm-hmm. these stories and start like yeah. it reflects on shape their lives. Their, their worlds. Yeah. So so we're going to hold the mirror up to this this movie. Mhm. Um, yeah. And I realize I just said boy and guys. I'm trying to get those out of my vocabulary, oh. but so I'm I'm aware of that. I'm working on it. It's good to be aware of. A few words we're trying to work out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is a movie about racism that well, would like to not be about that. <laughs> back up. Back up to back up. Uh, what the movie thinks that it's about. And so this is in, in the vein of high school musical descendants. descendants. There's two groups... Of people, 
Yeah. That have to come together and learn about each other's differences to coexist. Yes. Broadly. Uh, so in this case, it's the zombies who have, um, are able to function basically as humans with mm-hmm. the help of a device they wear on their wrists so they don't become aggressive and want to eat brains. Mm-hmm. And then there are the humans who live in a very brightly color... Bubblegum suburbia. Bubblegum suburbia. The only colors that they have are pastels, and it is strongly influenced by baby boy blue and baby girl pink. Yes. Uh, Which, those are two To main... the movie's credit, are not exclusive to any particular gender. No, no. Um, those, those are the two primary colors that we see absolutely everybody wearing. Um, but it but is it not is, in any sort of gender di- gender divide. Yes, yes. And so the film begins because the zombie kids are about to attend the human high school for the first time. Yes. And we'll see what kind of hijinks, conflicts ensue um, in that. And, and, then, and then there's a love story. Because there has to be. The star-crossed lovers. One's a cheerleader. The other's a zombie. Can they ever make it work in this crazy world? Yes. And, uh... Yeah. Stock plot. Real stock. Stock plot. You've seen this movie a dozen times before. Yeah. Um, So, nothing, nothing. (laughs) Earth-shattering. That's what that's what the movie's about. Yeah, that's what it, it oh, thinks it's about. Such a movie. I will say, like this made me long for the nuances of Descendants. <laughs> well, yeah, I think Descendants is a better better franchise, and it's not as an explicit like we're going to talk about racial difference, race. We're yeah. going to talk about racism. In yes. the Descendants, it's... Uh, yes, because The Descendants is actually about uh, restorative justice, yes. as we've discussed in Ultimately, previous podcast. It took us till the third movie to figure out that that's what Descendants was about. Yeah, was about well, like all good trilogies, justice. it's complete as a whole. Um, which is, is, a, is a more complicated view to take on kind of difference in the different isms that exist mm-hmm. in, in, mm-hmm. Our, in our world. Absolutely. Um, this one was... <laughs> I wrote I wrote down in one in my notes what is subtext? <laughs> we don't need subtext. What is subtext? What is nuance? <laughs> this one I kept watching and I was like, this is a hammer. No wait, this is a sledgehammer yeah. hammering us of just look past each other's differences and we're all human inside. Hey, Cool. Can't we all get along? It was a very much. I don't see color. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I don't see zombie. I don't see zombie. Um. I mean, where to start? Um. I want to start with the thing that the movie starts with, which is the dichotomy that it's trying to set up between the two protagonists, Zed and Addison. Addison. Thank you. Guess who is. Who is who? On which side of the fence they are? Yes. Um, I feel like all of the zombie characters, not all of them, but many of the zombie characters had Z names specifically. Like that was a cultural moment they were having. But yes, Zed is the zombie and Addison is the cheerleader. And we get the first of many 
weird fourth wall breaks. Like we get an opening mm-hmm. narration and then we cut to a weird fourth wall break where the protagonists speak directly to us. Um, which is used real inconsistently throughout the movie. It is. It almost seemed like, hey, we needed a little exposition. Yeah, so we, we didn't go... write any exposition, so let's just have them explain what's going on. We need to do some reshoots, <laughs> and they're going to talk just, directly to just the camera. talk at the camera, explain the movie, because we didn't do that the first time. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah. It's like, oh no, this is confusing. We'll just have them explain specifically what's happening. Um, and... So Zed is, like, talking about, like, zombie life. It's tough. We've got to wear these wrist guards and jumpsuits. And there's a curfew. And then Madeline's like, I really want to be a cheerleader. Madeline. Madison. Addison. 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 I was jumping. Uh, Addison is like, I want to be a cheerleader, but my life's also really hard because I have white hair and I have to hide it under a wig. Mm -hmm. And, like, let's talk about false dichotomies. (laughs) Like structural oppression by the government to different colored hair, and like it makes they, me different than every. And I they can't don't, be different. And I think one of the lyrics was even like, "We value sameness and uniformity." Yes. in in Seabrook, yes, is the town, and they sort of, and Seabrook is this sort of again heightened bubblegum world, but like, and to be fair. The movie plays that straight in that as soon as she takes off her wig, the entire crowd boos her because, of course, she dramatically takes off her wig later in the movie, which fit the truth of the world. But again, when we're talking about the stories we tell and how we tell those stories, the idea that looking different and being systematically oppressed are at all comparable (laughs) is a problem. It's a real problem. Mm -hmm. And it was a decision that very much felt like it was made by the creatives to be like, oh, they have something to connect over because she can see they're both freaks. Except one of them is a member of an oppressed group and one of them has goofy hair. I mean, they both have goofy hair, but one of them is, is that is her oppression. Yeah, that's right. And she's not Addison is not passing as human. She is. She is human. Yeah. As far as we know, I, I did look a little bit at zombies too. So there's Well, this. I mean, yes, there's there's clearly the setup like, oh, she's got goofy hair. Maybe she's a part zombie. Part zombie Somewhere is, is her... exactly what I was thinking. Um, well they mentioned like her grandfather got bitten, so yep. there was you know they're yes. gonna go down <laughs> Yeah, let's go down the one drop rule. Um yep. for zombieism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's where that could be headed and I really With this kind of don't want to know. Blue-eyed, yeah, her, standards of whiteness, <laughs> feminine beauty. Her freakishness is that her hair is too blonde. Um, and, like, so very clearly wearing a wig when she has the white hair. Yes. <laughs> like, they didn't try hard enough there, in my mind. Yeah, um, that was a thing that happened in this movie. Yes. Um... I was reading this as, again, unintentionally, a um, as a, a metaphor or allegory for how whiteness has been expanded as a group identity over the years. Um, and when, you know, originally it was a very specific sect of people, primarily like the, the English, 
Um, and then, oh yeah, we're going and then real we, far back. Yeah, we're way now. far back. But then bringing in like the Irish who were considered an exterior group, or the Germans who were ex- considered an exterior group, and bringing them in to become a part of the white identity, mm-hmm. so as to further ostracize those in the out group, which is primarily African Americans, black people, people of color in general. But like how how whiteness expanded to further exclude others. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what I read happened in this world of zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because they've solved racism. There is no internal racism within the Seabrook, within the humans. Um, and it is, it is, I mean, this is a very typical Disney thing to have this sort of post-racial society where there are just black people around and they're everyone's best friend and like not really acknowledge that we're doing that. It's like the sort of, the like, ultra liberal protonic ideal of like intersection not intersectionality like diversity and inclusion we put black and white dancers on screen um without addressing or acknowledging anything that has to do with that and so in my world in my mind all of seabrook banded together to exclude the zombies when the zombie apocalypse initially happened and they like that's now all humans are white yeah and that's what i wrote down was a very neoliberal approach to race disney live disney tv films yes disney channel original movies have this have been pounding this kind of since the late 90s of this it feels like they're ticking boxes okay we got Mm -hmm. uh you know we got a brown actor we've got an asian actor we've got a black actor Mm -hmm. Um, so they are, they under, they understand that they need, mm-hmm. or but they don't understand or why. That, <laughs> right. So they're, 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 that that level, they're, they're, this is the right thing to do, or it's the economically mm-hmm. uh, better choice to mm-hmm. fit uh, audiences. Yes. But um, we're not going to... But it's com- it, that's what I mean by colorblind. Yes. And once we get into the world where there has been this multiracial casting, it's never addressed, and everyone is treated, and it's treated as they've all been assimilated into kind of a white culture in yes. a white world. Yeah. Um, this is a very assimilationist film. <laughs> well, it is like Stepper Wives for Children. Yeah. It's kind of the aesthetic that they're. Um, <laughs> But like even the even like the moralism of it, like Zed is pretty clearly an assimilationist. Like we just need to, you know, win these football games and they'll see us as equals. And the movie backs him up on that in a lot of ways. Um, and you have this sort of more revolutionary black best friend um, whose name also escapes me at the moment. Eliza. Eliza. Thank you. Another Z name. Well, it has a Z in, in it. it. Eliza with a Z. Um is like more revolutionary and is like trying to break apart these systems of oppression. But she's by like, the end of it, she's uprising. yeah, let's, let's like burn she it calls down. for a revolution in the first song. Ow! And that was my cat. she is portrayed by the end of moving to Zed's point of view. Oh, we can get along. We can get along. We just have to work together. This is how we change things. We're not going to burn it all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to address the systematic problems. We're just going to be nice to each other. Yeah. Um, which is the very Disney Channel way of dealing with problems so often. Well, and I noticed, too, in these 
fil- and and this is not just Disney Channel. This is a lot of um, films like Remember the Titans mm-hmm. that are that that show uh, an integration sort of narrative mm-hmm. and coming across whatever physical or metaphorical line um, b- often between white and black populations. Yes. Um, the word integration is literally used in this film. <laughs> yeah. That it's very important not only for the white side, white mm-hmm. people, to see some of the humanity and the, the stereotypes that they learned about black people are wrong. wrong. But it's also important for the black characters to see that some of the stereotypes they had about white people yes. are wrong. Yes. And that's where they can come together. And that is such... Not Malarkey. an equal playing field yeah. at all. It, and then that made me think of, of watching Lovecraft Country, <laughs> which is very much told from the black character's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and Lovecraft Country is, is not about integration no. in, in it, any way. Lovecraft Country is a complicated show. It's, it is. It's complex. It's not perfect, but it does a lot of really interesting things. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I was really reminded of, I think some of this was the, the bubblegum aesthetic of Hairspray, both the original John Waters movie and the, the musical and then movie musical, which I do think handled a lot of these themes in a similar way, but better and mm-hmm. with more nuance. Um, I mean, you could still argue it's a little bit about a white savior, you know, like integrating the Corky Collins show, but it at least is sort of aware and acknowledges those things in a in a way that this doesn't doesn't begin to approach no and it's not a metaphor in hairspray no it is it's, a, it's a very literal yes. population white population yes and, segregation. and removing the metaphor actually makes it stronger in that yeah. case yeah it's clunky um, the, the hairspray is clunky yeah with it but um yeah still com- think it's better than this in comparisons <laughs> yeah um yeah, so the metaphor is that the black and brown population are zombies. Ow. Yes. And when, before we started, before this, we started, <laughs> you had shown me a trailer, and I was like, "Oh, please don't tell me all the zombies are people of color," because it was mostly of Addison yes. singing in her white neighborhood yes. with like these bubblegum again multiracial backup dancers yeah. and side characters, but very much coded in whiteness. Yes. Um. And that it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> no. And the the main zombie is played by uh, someone who appears to be a white actor. Yes. Um, I get a bigger stick. So it wasn't isn't, isn't enough to distract um, the cat. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pause here for a second. Pause we'll find a... for our kitten. Our kitten pause. Um, just oh no. just a stick will be fine. Just... I don't I don't need. Oh, here's a feather stick. Okay. Well, Steve, you make our, our podcast so unprofessional. Yeah, because we were so professional before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, other ways this, like, just fault gets uncomfortable in, in narration. So, uh, zombies are in the kind of school to prison pipeline school yes part of the school yes so they're integrating the school but they are physically separated the zombie side has armed guards Mm -hmm. they they go to school in the basement the janitor is Is their teacher teacher. 
Um, which is not to say that janitors are not educated. I do think that is kind of what the message yes, there is. Yes, that is what they're saying. It's um, Which is not true of actual janitors or maintenance staff, necessarily. Um, they're not necessarily prepared to teach in a public school on zero notice. <laughs> but yes, that was... Yeah. Yeah, so they're showing that they are separate but not equal mm -hmm. like the, it's just this this so movie is the language of the story of integration in yeah the u.s schools so we in make it a cute bubble zombies. for children um thing the other thing about um so a big part of how they become integrated is zed shows prowess on the football field right um <laughs> Which is mirroring the story of how black athletes uh -huh. integrated teams, and then you we, we now live in a world where colleges value black exploit. <laughs> they value black students as far as black students make championship teams. Yeah, um, and yeah, which is presented exploit. here without unirony, with no irony or awareness seeming of that. Well, and I think they feel very safe behind the metaphor because it's you know it's not a black. Yeah, zombie. I I, I don't zombie. know how race works within the zombie world because we don't talk. We don't talk about that in Disney movies. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Um, so that that the bite or the reality. Yeah. The connection to the real world. Um, it's taken out. It's 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 whitewashed mm -hmm. <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, uh, and of course the zombies are. Uh, it, it's going into some bad stereotypes. Like, yeah. he's a value because he's he is aggressive. Uh huh. He's extra strong. Uh, he's extra strong due to his genetic superiority. But only if he is like if he's not suppressing his suppressing his humanity. It. Yeah. Which makes him more like a human and white. Yeah. And less like the less like a zombie he is, the more like a human he is. Which is is real. Real problem. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, human is coded as white. Yeah. If you don't know, there's a long history. Yeah. Of... Um, if you want to see a quick rundown of that, relatively, um, Lindsay Ellis's video on the movie Bright, I think, does a really good job of talking mm -hmm. about um, fantasy coding races. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of the history of that and how making that literal doesn't make it better <laughs> and can actually make it worse. But there is a long history yes. in the U.S. and in other... I mean, this is eugenics. Yeah. Eugenics is about proving that white people are the most human, mm -hmm. the most evolved, um, and everyone else is not. Yeah. Questioning, uh, questioning that, their humanity. Yes. Um... So that that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun um, metaphorical experience. Kind of cringing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think what this does, I don't I don't know audience demographics. It's for kids. Mm -hmm. So I know that much. I would I would say um, if you were to ask a Disney executive, they would say they make all ages films. You know, family friendly. Fair enough. But yes, we're watching it. Yeah. 
And, and not ironically. No, we watched it. I, I think it's worth saying that we watch almost every movie we watch with the goal of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not watching movies to hate them or to, to do so bad it's good. Um, I do that for fun, but that's not Amy's bag at all. You don't generally like watching so bad it's good movies. There's there's some line. It's yeah. a spectrum yeah. okay. of things. There's there's. Some... You certainly don't sit down and watch MST3K with me. <laughs> no. Well, that's because I want to see the movie before it, we make fun of the gotcha. movie. That's. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. There is a there is a line. I don't. Yeah. The level of bad of an MST3K movie. It's too much bad. It's too much bad for Amy. Um, but I think what this does and as it get this narrative gets recycled down to children and whitewashed bubblegum over is it makes it really easy to see yourself as not racist because of course you know that the zombies are like you're identifying Mm -hmm. probably the humans maybe the zombies but of course you would see that this was unfair and you would never participate in this kind of discrimination mm-hmm. and cool, you get a pass yeah. through life. You're you're one of the good ones now because you see that and you wouldn't let that happen. Yes, in, in real life and um, completely not how it works. Yeah, in the real world because yeah. we have that good old implicit unconscious mm-hmm. bias um, and all that. Uh... Oh, forgot the word. Systematic oppression. Systematic. Systemic. It's not about individuals. Systemic. Systemic. Systematic also works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Systemic. Uh, but you don't question the way the the history mm-hmm. books in school. Yeah. Teach it. We just had a moment where we were watching a cooking show and they were talking about the huge amount of immigrants, immigrants. who came through New Orleans prior to the Civil, the Civil War. War. And I paused it and I was like, wait. Wait, when you say immigrants, do you mean people there voluntarily? Are you talking like European immigrants? Are you talking about enslaved people? Yeah. Are you talking about the massive population of enslaved people that were brought there against their will from lots of other places? Yeah. Because that's what I think we're talking about. That's that's why Louisiana (laughs) has such a unique culinary point of view. Yes, because it had a lot of different people brought there from a lot of different areas. It was a culturally diverse area, but not because everyone got together and wanted to share wanted recipes. To live there. Yeah. Um yes. My other so it was it was going through this yeah. narrative about school integration mm-hmm. uh and racism. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was noticing is, uh, again, it's not funny. It's funny in, like, a sad way. Disney has gotten really comfortable with this neoliberal, colorblind racism. Mm-hmm. We're, that's cool. Our leads are still going to be white yeah. most, of, most the of the time. We, we've got, like, Cheetah Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the backup, the secondary, mm-hmm. not backup. Well, and backup. the best friends. <laughs> Can be people of color, but we are not gay. <laughs> Absolutely, there is no queerness allowed. Not in our Disney movies. We are not even going to hint. Again, I think the Descendants 
had a lot of queer subtext. There, yeah, is uh, queer baiting. Yes, um, which Disney's also very well known for, but none yes. of that even in here. No, yeah. none of that. Yeah, none of that. No, thank you. And again, I just thought that that it's real interesting from a, a you know dramaturgical perspective of yeah, you know, we can't have that. It's not allowed. No, and I mean because you're dealing with cheerleaders and not. I mean, there's not more queerness in cheerleading, I think, than in any other sport or mm-hmm. club. Um, and certainly it gets coded, just like male dancers, yeah. that male cheerleaders or male theater nerds are effeminate. gay. They're yeah. effeminate, therefore they are gay. Yeah. And that is a stereotype, and that is not true. Mm-hmm. But please, tell me someone in there. <laughs> Like, let's get a lesbian cheerleader. Let's yeah. get a gay cheerleader. Like, someone in there. <laughs> We're a zombie. Let's get a gay zombie in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, even even the zombie who doesn't speak English was given a, a brief romantic moment at the end with another with a woman to just confirm. Like, no, he's also not gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to mm-hmm. make sure you know. about the technical aspects of this movie because i was real unimpressed by those two. Oh yeah i mean this is this is also what makes it subpar under descendants yeah um dancing was fine i didn't have anything wrong with that film was fine what really bugged me was how terrible the acting was while they were singing um in that obviously they're all recorded in the studio and then lip sync on stage that's fine i have no problem with that in my filmed musicals which the problem was it didn't look like they were pretending to sing on stage. They were just all of their mouth shapes and there was like they're just speaking the lines. Um, which, in my case, cut the immersion dramatically. Like, I don't have to believe that they are singing in the real world or that, you know, the musical numbers are happening. Like, I can suspend my disbelief that. But I want them to, I want to feel like the characters believe that they are singing, however that happens to be the case. Mostly it was Addison that I was mostly annoyed by her acting choices while she was singing were too far in the acting direction mm. um, because she would be belting out these notes and have her mouth open like a this little, much, bit. little bit of mouth open well part of that was the vowels she had a lot of so when she said uh me anything with a like e e mm-hmm. e sound at the end was me lovely Mm. Um, and so that makes your mouth, you can do that with a small mouth. Yeah. You can not open your mouth. Yeah. Very much. Well, she wasn't opening her mouth very much. (laughs) I was, I was paying less attention to their mouths and more to the choreography Mm -hmm. because the choreography was not crisp and synchronous in a way that like Descendants and High School Musical Mm -hmm. was. And so that was drawing my eye yeah i was watching yeah you noticed the imperfections real easily um that just didn't look like they um i don't know if it was the choreography specifically mm-hmm. uh or they just didn't quite rehearse enough mm-hmm. and really get on the precision of of the steps yeah i was noticing uh that one that's really obvious is when they're doing the zombie land mm-hmm dance in in zombie town which yes. is you know that's addison's chance to go see how the other side lives yeah um 
so there's a section in there where they're using flashlights. Yes. Which is a really cool concept to use yes. in a choreographed dance. But those lights were all over the place. Yeah. And it, it they weren't supposed to be all over the place. They yeah. just weren't holding them quite in the same directions. And somebody wasn't, like, selling them no... Tr- just mm-hmm. switch yeah, the choreography in that whole dance bugged me. Um, more so than the rest of them, I think. Because there was the, the thing that Zed kept doing as, like... I mean, this is me reading a lot into it. They were sort of trying to be reminiscent of things like Thriller, Michael Jackson's famous music mm-hmm. video and dance, um, which is zombie-inflected. And he does a lot of gravity-defying stunts and the big leans that he then, like, had a patent for how to do on stage, like the mechanism they used to be able to pull that off in a live environment, which is really cool. Um and they were trying to replicate some of that, and they would do things that, as far as I know, are not typical dance moves. Mostly when Zed would like fall back and then pop back up mm-hmm. like he was on a trampoline, mm-hmm. which could have been done with wires or an actual trampoline. I don't know. It was gravity defying in a certain way, and it could have been he actually did that. I don't know. I think it was kind of the spring-loaded floor that they did the cheer competition oh, on. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly how those... How those Those work. cheer floors are special. They've yes. got, like, cushions and, and springs. Yes. And... Um, to allow you to do more acrobatic feats, which is cool. Um, and he may have done it once or twice, but I noticed by the second half of the film, every time he hit the floor, they cut to him coming back up. Like, it was continuous in one shot, and then 90% of the other shots, Mm. it was faked. Um, And that really bugged me, because it was very clear. I mean, it's a a magician's trick of, like, you show it one way, and then you show it a different way, and your brain makes it think it's the same thing each time. So it was very much like, hey, we used a special effect for it this one time, so you know that it's real, quote-unquote. And then the rest of the time, they faked it by... And it was really because there was one, he did it, like, six times in a row, and each time, it was like, hit the floor cut, hit the floor cut, hit the floor cut. And that bugged me because <laughs> it's it's like you're 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 lying to me in an obvious way. I want you to hide the lie, <laughs> put some work into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the color palette felt like one of those things that was seemed like a good idea that was not thought through. Like, oh, we're gonna have this you know bayside color spectrum of the pink and blues, and we're gonna have this purple and green for the zombies, mm-hmm. except also the uniforms the football players wear kind of or pink and purple and green and so there was like no it felt like there was no commitment to it it was on the edge of being realistic but they couldn't figure they were they were not willing to go full camp with it and sort of like no everybody in the entire town of bayside wears baby blue or baby pink and that's it um or the same thing with the jumpsuits. Like, the jumpsuits were all sorts of different designs. No, I think that... Okay, so the jumpsuits... Zombies are required to wear government-issued jumpsuits. They yes. come in a couple... Like, a couple a handful of, color, of colors. Like, a kind of pinky maroon and mm-hmm. maybe more of an army green. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kept modifying it. They'd strip off sleeves. They'd cut it out. They'd put on yes. applique. I feel like that's true. I feel like that gets you somewhere, some distance... I feel like some of them, though, were didn't look like they came out of that jumpsuit. They didn't look like modified jumpsuits. Um, particularly Zed's jacket and pants combo. Like, he was... Like, it looked like he was wearing a different base garment than everybody who was in the jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. 
Because um, I, I dig the idea of like, cool, we're going to have this huge variety in these modified jumpsuits. But I think for that to work, you have to have a core idea of the jumpsuit there consistently. And I yeah, don't feel like they did that. Uh, I mean, the costumes just are not on point. Yeah. I don't know who the costume designer is, but I don't think it was Carson who Mm-mm. did the... Descendants. Descendants. Um, again. Yeah, it was... Like, I don't want to keep comparing it to the Descendants, but the Descendants is such a much better put-together film. This, well, it became... It, it's more less well-designed, not from a budget perspective but just from a design yeah. perspective yeah the ideas didn't quite come through yeah in, in. um so it turns out kenny ortega knows what he's doing <laughs> which i think we knew and we filming knew. those choreographed and making sure that those everybody's in in, in sync, sync they're yeah. doing sharp steps um yeah uh narratively is a mess too and we've talked about the the racism part of the narrative but like the explanation of the z-band and the never swipe right and we had both the same moment after the first football game because he swiped or never swipe left i don't know never swipe in one direction he, he had to modify his z-band so he got some aggressive zombie power yes to be better on the football field yes so because if he lost the football games, the zombies would lose their integration privileges mm-hmm. at the high school. That was what was yes. at stake. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the principal doing that. Um, but so he modifies it and Eliza says like, hey, only swipe in one direction, not in the other direction. Yeah. I think it was right, not left. Um and, like, that's made very explicit, and it's very clearly a setup for something that's going to happen later. But they don't establish that it's, in the in those moments, that it's like a spectrum. Like, hey, if you turn it this way, you become more human, more human or more zombie-like, and you stay in, you want to stay in the middle. Um, you know, going, you can go further and further zombie. So at the end of the football game, he swipes the opposite direction to go back to the median, but it sounded like your reaction was the same as my reaction was like, Oh no, he swiped the wrong direction immediately. Not realizing that he was coming back to neutral because that was not explained. Well, <laughs> I I don't know what the swipe cream was supposed to do. I, all I got was if you swipe right, you're going to corrupt the software and, and we're going to have bad. a problem. Yes. I don't know what happens when you go left. Well, he, I, that but he did. Clear. He did. Sw- well, so he swiped the correct way, made him more zombie. He swiped the other way to Ooh. turn into a human, which is again, when we got one of those weird, um, talk to the camera cutaways where he's like, she should never do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I have to. And then he swipes yeah. and then he becomes more human. Um, but it wasn't set up that that's what would happen, which I think it wasn't set up so as to have the reveal of him coming to the door as a human or as human looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to lay some of that groundwork. You have to make it work beforehand and not just explain it afterwards. Uh, because I kept expecting something bad to happen because they'd said something bad and then they didn't. And they're like, Oh no, this is what we actually meant by swiping left. Not what he did earlier. That looked like swiping left. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, and the software getting corrupted didn't actually even make anything go wrong with it. It just meant that the bad cheerleaders could hack him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, and there's, I mean, there's, there's no character development. There's even less than you would typically expect for a. Oh yeah, I was yeah. Disney Channel film. 
there's no change there's no growth we don't know what drives no. these characters besides wanting to be a cheerleader yeah then i liked brie mm-hmm. that's all i liked brie <laughs> I thought she did a lot of really interesting stuff with what little she was given. That's fair. Um, the movie clearly didn't know what to do with her. But I think she did a good job, mm-hmm. and I was rooting for her. Wanted her to be a cheerleader. I wanted her to be a cheerleader, too. And she did get to be at the end once we solved racism. A little bit, yeah. But she didn't get to be a She wasn't not a cheerleader because of racism. She was just not a cheerleader because Bucky was the bad guy. And he was just throwing yeah the applicant the auditionees out. out yeah for whatever reasons yeah again in a tighter film that could have all made sense like you could have you could have done like a chorus line like this is how this works and we're cutting it like it was obviously in mm. that vein it just mm-hmm. wasn't pulled off with any level of storytelling ability uh that made it good yeah so storytelling Production designs. Yeah. Um, I knew the wig pull was coming, but I still found it real funny when it happened. It's a little um, jarring. Yeah. Because it's very obviously a wig. Yeah. So I'm going to pull off my it's hair and reveal the other wig underneath. Not be a wig. That's real hair. Yeah. Um, but it was clearly a wig. Uh. Oh, yeah, just other lines I wrote down. Sabotage isn't the zombie way. I'm like, well, what? We haven't established anything about the zombie way or the culture of the zombies as a people. Yeah. So how do I know what the zombie way is? How do you know what the zombie way is? I mean, but also, like, uh, how how much resistance has there been in the zombie side? Where have they had the opportunity to sabotage? How did we get to this moment of integration anyway? Like, what what led to that? Was it just the white people and their benevolence, or were there years of zombies fighting back against their oppression? I don't know. The movie doesn't care. Um, also, again, in the, in the same scene, or very soon after that, was zombies celebrate their differences. And that's why we have to work together. Which is, again, a thing that I had no setup. Like, do they? Do the zombies celebrate their differences? What is difference in zombie <laughs> yeah. world? Like, the zombies actually look more alike than everybody in Bayside. Because... Seabrook. Seabrook. <laughs> That was close. Seabrook. What kind of a name is Seabrook? <laughs> water body, other water body. Um, Seabrook. They looked more alike because they all had green hair. They all had the same kind of lousy makeup on. I, is there class difference? I don't know. Uh, is there, you know, human race, uh, mm-hmm. ancestry difference? Differences in tastes and know. hobbies. What um, what makes a zombie a zombie in this universe? That's a question I had. Like, obviously, like, the zombie apocalypse happened because of chemical spill. Cool, I can work with that. But, like, what are the defining characteristics of a zombie in this world that I think... That, that make them distinctly different from people? Because it's established that, due to science, zombies can have kids and, like, have families. And it becomes this, again, parallel race 
in a way that's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, what is unique about zombies? Are they dead? Are they undead? Are do they age? Like, these are all questions. Or how do you become a zombie if you're not born into it? Is yeah, it one you get bitten, you mm-hmm. become a zombie. So does that? Is it transferable it, at all, yeah, or is it just there's this you... group of zombies who you know can self replicate? And then also eat people. Like, I don't know. I feel like these are, like, core things you need to at least think about in your zombie movie. Well, and apparently they have vegetarian brains. Which is just cauliflower. Cauliflower. So apparently they can live without... Mm-hmm. The sustenance of brains. The sus- yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so what makes them zombies? <laughs> what Do they just look different? Is that literally what it comes down to? And they're descended... From the group of zombies. I don't know. Well, and they can become aggressive and... Yes, and without the z ...want to eat, eat humans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want... you got to establish rules for your zombies. <laughs> you don't have to tell me what they are, but you have to at least know what they are, so they're happening consistently throughout your film. Maybe, maybe, in, maybe in the next movie. They'll have... Then maybe. They will have... I'll answer all my unanswered questions. I just Google searched zombies Disney's just to quickly pull up like yeah. Wikipedia IMDb um, page. And several of the suggested questions in my Google, because, you know, uh-huh. it like, gives you it's some It's like, hey, other people then, searched for. And then other people ask these questions. Several of them were, why is Addison's hair white? <laughs> she told us. It's a genetic thing. It just happens. The doctors. Which is where I saw some of those spoilers for, yeah, for, zombies, for zombies too. too. But I can see, I can see, um, perhaps younger viewers asking not, those questions. Not really getting. Yeah. See, and that's the lesson <laughs> that they got. Yeah. From the movie. Yeah. And Addison was different. Yeah. Thought that was funny, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, I gotta say, maybe thinking of all those zombie questions, maybe that is just thinking about it too hard. <laughs> Us? That, that no. is the place where it goes to thinking about it too, too hard. hard. What are the rules? They didn't think about it at all, though. They just said we have zombies. Yeah, you know, you know, both sides of the zombies and on the humans, I just kept thinking about... Uh, again, it's multiracial cast, so I don't know. But, but those plays, we would always get at Miami that the students would write. <laughs> There's they difference were, in they, our whiteness. They were asked to write a play that dealt with a social justice issue, and it always came out. There's diversity in whiteness. You have a nerd. And blonde people. And athletes and Greek people and people who don't want to be Greek. <laughs> Yeah, that's, this was written from one of those classes. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yes, yes it did. Mm, anything else? I think that's most of um, Yeah, I don't know if we'll be watching Zombies too. <laughs> Not in any rush. Um, maybe next spooky month. Uh, next, yeah. Um, oh, I did another just quote. I had to write down quotes because I was like, I can't believe they just said this. Um... When Addison is talking to Zed about her parents don't know he's a zombie. And he's like, I'm so sorry I put you in this. She says, and I had to write it down exactly. You didn't do anything wrong except be you. And like, 
again neoliberalism like you just said being you was wrong like let's talk about the grammar of that sentence it's like nothing you did was wrong except who you are at your core <laughs> which is not the meaning intended but I'm like say, your let's core talk meaning about is not wrong that's not what you said. Though. I know, I know. That's not how. <laughs> if that was in a, a thing you were editing, you would go, "This isn't what you're saying." <laughs> the wording here is kind of weird. That's all, that's all I had was that. I just wanted to say, I wanted to say that was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, that was our first spooky month. Spooky month movie. We'll have more spooky mm-hmm. month movies in the future. Uh, and they will be. Well, I won't say less silly, but they probably won't be Disney Channel. Yeah, I mean, movies. they always do like Hocus Pocus or something, or Halloween Town. Or... I mean, I feel like Hocus Pocus has been done. Yeah, no, Hocus Pocus <laughs> has been done to death, which is why I didn't put it on the list this week. Have you ever seen Hocus Pocus? Um, I saw it in the background at a Halloween party that we were at once. Okay, so no. <laughs> no. Um, I, yeah, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. Um, but yeah, we'll do some more spooky movies this month. Spooky month. Um, we have to talk about all the things we have to talk about at the end of the episode. We have a Patreon, which I'm going to say the, the, the URL for it this time, because <laughs> I didn't last time. Oh. <laughs> Patreon.com slash five degrees. You can find it there. Uh, I'll probably link it in the show notes if I remember to do that. If you feel like supporting us, you can also just listen to the podcast. That supports us in a lot of ways. Uh, rate us on your podcatcher. Give us the rating you feel is appropriate. Leave a review. Um, oh, speaking of Patreon, we did hit our first Patreon goal, uh, which was $15 an episode, which we have now surpassed, which means I'm going to buy us an actual domain, which is very exciting. Um, I'd have to, you know, flush out the descriptions and whatnot. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think we have pretty good descriptions. All of our tiers have funny names. They're like, keep supporting us. Just support the show. Or keep doing what you're doing. Buy us a beer. Buy us. There's there's something. It's like, keep doing what you're doing. Buy us a beer. There's another one. Buy us a pizza. Um, and then buy us two pizzas is the highest tier. <laughs> which is the $20 an episode tier, which is ridiculous. And you probably shouldn't back us at that. <laughs> um, but if you do, we'll use some of the money to buy two pizzas. Uh, anything else we're supposed to say at the end of the show? I don't remember. We're not great at this whole professional podcasting thing. No, that was... Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening to us talk about... Thanks for supporting C-O-N-B-I-E-S. by listening. Yes. And, listening uh, is all the support we need, but we also take tips. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And happy... Happy spooky month? Spooky month. Let's start early, so we have... Yeah, start spooky and right now. All right, we'll say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.